deep in the forest, beneath overgrown moss and ivy, hidden away, lies the living library. It's alive. Not again. I thought I'd gotten rid of visitors for good when I put up that sign. See? It says, this library isn't open to the pub. Oh, I never finished it. It's supposed to say public. What's that? You have a library card? (sighs) Fine. Come in. Anyway, little one, sign or not, I don't want you touching anything with your grubby hands. Hey! Hmm? Your hands are clean? Then where's all this dust coming from? Answer me that. (coughs) Wendy the witch promised she'd do a spring clean in the bookshelves, but I haven't seen her for days. (laughs) I'm lost. While you're here, let me see how small your hands are. Hmm, very good. Do you know what would fit in them? This duster. Now, follow me and I'll show you what needs a clean. No, not like that. Use your wrists more. Here, give me the duster. I'll show you. (laughs) And left and right. See how good I am? You sit on that comfy chair out of the way. Oh, oh, there's more dust on the floor. Put your feet up and rest them on the smaller chair. And the table is dirty. Pick up that lovely hot cup of tea I just poured out. You may as well drink it. Here's a blanket to make sure you don't spill the tea on the chair. Hey, that comfortable kid is fast asleep. I'm not having this. Good morning. Well, if you've searched out this particular branch, you know that we're filled with stories on the hideous and horrid. Every eerie event in the history of this country, we have the book. What kind of story were you seeking before you had a doze? In the cluttered kitchen, we have books about cooking for children. There's also a book about cooking children, if you're into that sort of thing. We also have a manual on how to clean a whole library in an hour. Any interest? No. I thought not. You're more curious about old, dusty things, am I right? Mm Mm-hmm. Let me guess. You're from Sligo. Uh Uh-huh. I knew it. Well, I have just the book for you. Follow me into the crumbling conservatory. Now, sleepy pants, let me tell you all about Seafield House and its collection of mummies. Oh, hold me finger! He's done it again! Sligo, in the year 1798, William Phibbs, a well-to-do English lord, decides to build a great house for himself in Balazadere Bay. It's the most beautiful building in the whole of Ireland. His grandson, also called William, was so impressed. That's gorgeous, Grandfather. Right? There'll never be a better one. That he decided to build one too. 
Why, you sneaky little copycat! Seafield House was a much larger, much finer residence. Well, don't rub it in! But it was soon to be cursed. Ha <laughs> ha! The son of the grandson of William Phibbs was also called William. Uh, wait, I'm confused. The son wasn't called William. So the son of William's grandson, William... Uh, 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 let's just say Owen. Well, Owen was a famous archaeologist, travelling to places like Syria and the Middle East and bringing back artefacts to keep in Seafield House. Unfortunately for him, he also brought back artefacts from Egypt. <coughs> European adventurers taking Egyptian artefacts and mummies back to their own countries was quite a big thing for a while. Most people, when they think of mummies, they imagine smelly old dead people wrapped in stinky bandages. <coughs> Not everyone thinks that! Whoops! <laughs> Sorry, Mum. Okay, <laughs> some people think mummies are just smelly bandaged folk, but there was much more to it than that. Mummies were usually people of noble classes. Pharaohs or Egyptian rulers, for instance. They had to be, because making a mummy was very expensive. Hi, and welcome to making a mummy using simple things you'll find around your kitchen. First off, lay the body down on a table. Whew, we got a stinky one here. Next, wash it in water from the River Nile and some wine. Hey, who's been drinking this wine? <gasps> Sorry. Then taking a hook, shove it right up the nose and pull out the brain. Remove the liver, lungs, intestines, and stomach and put them in four jars around the body, which you then fill up with special salt. Mmm, looking good already. And let it dry out for 40 days. Here's one we made earlier. Then fill the body with spices and plants. Wrap it in bandages. Throw in a few amulets to garnish. Put them in a tomb, build a pyramid, and let it simmer for thousands of years until the tomb hunters pop it open. By Jove! Found one! I'll be rich and famous! But the mummies were about to have the last laugh. <laughs> Not yet. Sorry. The last laugh. Now? Now. <laughs> Death shall come on swift wings to him that disturbs the peace of the king. So said a warning on the tomb on the boy pharaoh King Tutankhamun, and sure enough, it did. <laughs> After the body was taken back to England, the financier of the expedition, Lord Carnivon, was stung on the face by a mosquito. Got you! Got you back! Archibald Reed, who x-rayed King Tut's mummy, also died. And George J. Gould, who visited the tomb, guess what? Died. So it should come as no big surprise that Seafield House suddenly became haunted after being filled with Egyptian artifacts. The owner complained of strange noises, dark figures walking around, furniture moving by itself. I'll just set up these dominoes on the table. Ah, oh, shoot. It all came to a head when one moonless night, I'll give these dominoes one last shot. The whole house shook as if it was an earthquake. Oh, no, wait. Great. And the owners fled, never to return. So there we have it. 
you can still visit the ruins of Seafield House. Maybe tidy up a little while you're there. That's if you can manage to keep your eyes open. Home time! Oh, and just in case you were going to tell some of your little friends to pay us a visit, remember, this library isn't for kids. (laughs) 